Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Joins the show, Jake. What's going on, my friend? Do you want to piggyback at all to what I was just saying? Because again, yeah. you're the guy. You're just like me. This is why we get along. You run towards the banter, not away from it. Yeah. You're watching some of the things I was just speaking on about content and sort of the landscape, if you will. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's why I laugh when anybody's like, oh, you're just doing this for clicks. It's like, that's like looking at a salesman and being like, yeah, you're just doing this for sales. Well, duh. I mean, come on. I mean, what do you think? What do you think a baker goes and buys dough for? Like, or, or makes dough like to make bread. That's, that's what it's about. But, but I'll say this, like, like with me, um, I don't look at something and say, what is the most outrageous view I can have on it? Like a Skip Bayless or something like that. In my opinion, Skip sucks. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Like, I just, I just, I know that type guy, right? Well, to, I, to, and to your guy. point, not to cut you off, Jake, to your point, though, there are just very, there are times where it's very obvious he is taking the extreme counterpoint so just to have the conversation. That, just exactly. Like, like, right. like with me, and I think you'll agree with this, I think that's the way you go about it. I'm always going to tell you what I really think. I think mm. the problem is for people that, that, you know, don't generate a lot of views or whatever, is that they're just looking at what somebody else said and saying, oh, I agree with that. Yep, and that's going to be my take. I know that if I have 100 topics, there may be 50 of them that you agree with, there may be 30 of them that you would disagree with, and there may be 20 of them that you're like, wow, that, that's, that's a very interesting or weird way to look at that. But they're all my takes. Right. It's, it's, like, it's like having a weird swing in baseball. Well, yeah, it may be different, but it works for me. And I'm always going to tell you what I truly think. And where that falls in the, the, your spectrum of whether you agree with it, whether you disagree with it, I know that when I throw enough pitches out there, I'm going to hit – all the angles, and, and I, I want all the reactions. Colin Cowherd, when we signed with the volume, we went out and, and had dinner with him out there in L.A., uh, gave me some great advice. He said, look, man, he said that the best thing I can tell you is this. Really, in reality, the perfect situation is where half your audience loves you and half of them hates you. That's the perfect situation. I don't want our audience to agree with everything I said. That'd be the most boring-ass show ever. I, I don't want them to disagree with everything I say. I want them to go into it saying, I wonder what Jake thinks about this. And then I'm going to tell you what I really think. Now, now, I, I, I'm going in there with kind of a bigger sword because I did this for a living for almost a decade, six-year Division One level. So when I look at it, I know how the sausage is made. When I look at, when I watch the game, I watch games differently than other people do because I've had to sit there and break down film and come up with game plans and realize, is this cover two? Is this cover one? Are, are they going to zone blitz here? What are they going to do on third and two? Are they going to run the power? Are they going to run the counter? Is it zone scheme? Is it gap scheme? That's only part of it. But if you start varying away from what you believe, that's how you get caught. I'm never going to argue something that I don't know or that, that I'm just taking something from somebody else. And, and I'm sure you've had this problem. I have people in national media at high places that I'll see take exactly what I said and refurbish it on their show. And that's fine. Sometimes we may have the same view. Now, if you're articulating it exactly the same way I am, then that's plagiarism. But guess what? You can't live off plagiariz uh, plagiarization forever. You eventually got to be able to make your own stew. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to make my own stew. And if you like the way it tastes, great. If you don't, then not. But in a world where views and clicks, equal money, it equals ads, it equals revenue. You don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, they need to, they need to run the ball good. Like that, that's, you, you got to have some sort of flavor, but I'm obviously passionate about it. You're passionate about it. We're very informed. So I'll, I'll roll the dice out there and, and let the, let the bad big dog eat, whatever. 
Yeah, Jake, I, I think we're living proof that, you know, there's a reason that box score banter doesn't play well anymore. Uh-huh. I mean, anybody right. can tell you, you know, what the completion percentage is or the yards or the touchdowns or like, you know, run the ball or what have you. But being able to be creative, have an opinion, be critical, you know, look at things in a different way. And I think also, too, being able to create banter and maybe even sometimes yeah. controversy while being yourself and That's being genuine. And as they say in wrestling, a good friend of mine once told me this, Chris, controversy creates cash. And that's just the end of the day. Well, well, look, Drake Drake said it best at the beginning of Pound Cake. You know, only real music's going to last. All this other (laughs) bullshit is here today and gone tomorrow. That's just the truth. And, you know, again, I'm I'm not biased, too. That's another great part about being in it. I I grew up an Auburn fan. My dad was an All-American at Auburn. I hope Auburn wins every game. I'm not going to lie. We're all a fan of somebody. But I'm more critical of Auburn than anyone. Auburn hasn't sent me a check yet. And in this world, I, I'm worried about providing for my wife, our future family, being able to pay a mortgage. So that's what that's what I'm I'm worried about. And I'm gonna I'm gonna look and give you my honest take. If it's if it's good for Auburn, if it's bad for Auburn, if it's good for South Carolina, if it's bad for South Carolina, I'm gonna tell you what I actually really think. Jake, take Auburn in that sentence, replace it with South Carolina, and you've got yours truly. So I, I, exactly yeah, right. I, 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 that's exactly how we roll. Anyway, speaking of controversy, I, I will get your take on this, and, and I want to be fair. Again, you go on Mark Ryan's show. Your buddies are Mark Ryan. You know Mark Ryan. You know the fact his show is literally called Offside. So they're going to say, and that's why they've had success. They will just – he states his opinion. He embraces it. You know, I've had people ask me, is, is Mark Ryan a hot take artist? Click I'm like, this is just who he is, and he's just giving his take. I mean, I – I genuinely don't think Mark is waking up being like, again, what's the hottest take I can have today that's going to piss the most people yeah, off? So I his honest take, off? yeah, and he and he had a he had dialogue on his show yesterday, and Mark knows the way you word things, you phrase things on Twitter. People are not going to go listen to the podcast. What, They're going to see what did Mark the, say, Chris. What, what did so, he say? I didn't see it. What did he say? Okay, so let's let's go to the fan upstate's Twitter account. Right, the conversation was about Shane Beamer. And Will Muschamp. And Will Muschamp is a dirty word in Columbia. You know as well as I do, Jake. It is just something you don't say, somebody you don't talk about. So the conversation was this, because Shane Beamer – oh, we just lost. There you go. Okay, we lost you for a second. Can you hear me? Sorry, sorry my, my wife called me for some reason. You're good. You're good. Same, same thing happened to Mark yesterday, by the way. I had to teach him how to cut his phone on Do Not Disturb. He had no idea. So. Oh, man, I, I need to do that. <laughs> I was, I was God, to go- coming on. Guy took a massive L on the uh, on the live. Anyways, anyways, so Shane Beamer and Will Muschamp have the same amount of wins, exact same amount through two seasons, fifteen. They have the same records, right? So this, so the comparisons between the two, which uh, we just got married. She's I, I don't know why she's freaking. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So, anyways, <laughs> co- comparisons between Beamer and Muschamp, they won the same amount of number of games through two seasons. And so this is a conversation that Mark likes to have. And on yesterday's show, they were having it, and they they crafted I'm this tweet. While I'm listening. No, you're good. They crafted this tweet. Shane Beamer has done a better job than most creating a positive culture at South Carolina, but in many aspects, he's the equal of Will Muschamp. Will he ultimately end up closer to Muschamp or ascend to the heights of Spurrier? So, as you can imagine... That tweet was not well-received. Granted, it's got 151,000 views. So, if we're playing that game, right, 
it got out there. The impressions are there. Your thoughts, is it, is it blasphemy to compare those two guys? Because I'll take you back to a time, Jake. You know, it's so funny. I mean, one of the big jumping points for TSUS was, I mean, we had like 8,000 followers at the point, nothing major. 2019 UNC happens. I go on record. <clears throat> Fire Will Muschamp, right? That video goes viral. And I was known as the Fire Will Muschamp guy for like two years. But I remember a time when this fan base adored Will Muschamp. They loved Will Muschamp. And so, same record through two seasons. They, they got there in very different ways. Is it blasphemous to compare those two guys? Or do you think there's actually substance to comparing them? I'll, I'll also say this. Steve Spurrier also had 15 wins through two years. So, maybe that's more of a fair comparison. Just You know, you know what I'm saying? But he was entertaining the conversation. Do you see where he's coming from? Or do you think it's blasphemous to even mention those two in the same sentence. Well, I, I think that's, that's really surface level thinking. I, I mean, I, I look, I, I guess you're going to sit here and say by wins, you know, I, I think it's too early. Like you don't, you don't know. What did you expect Shane Beamer to do? Come in and go undefeated the first two years. Like that, that's like saying after Nick Saban's first year at Bama, when they lost the week, they well, he has the same record as Mike DeBose did in his first year. And look, I love Mark. Mark's a great guy. <laughs> right. I enjoy going on his show. Right. I just feel like that that's, I mean, that's like dipping your toe in the water and taking it back out and then saying how great the lake was. I mean, you, you got to jump in and, and see it. I mean, you got to give the man time. You look at the way they ended last year. Uh, there's a lot more momentum, I think, right now in the South Carolina program. I, I don't know how, on one hand, you can say that South Carolina has a much more a much better culture right now, but yet him and Will Muschamp are exactly the same. I, I think that's kind of contradictory. Um, now, nobody can, can tell the future. But, but I think the vibe, if you're associated with it and you've been paying attention and you look at what Shane's doing in recruiting and, and you kind of look at the way the team responds to him, you look at what they've done through the transfer portal, the way they finished last year, um, I, I just feel like that's a very shallow comparison. Um, I, uh, I feel like, again, that, that was made to start controversy. I, I get it factually from a win standpoint. You can't argue it. But from a wholesome Going into this year, the future of the program, I just think that's a very shallow look at it. Not all wins are built equally, Jake. No, we all know it's all circumstantial. Right. Like, again, the league's <laughs> way different right now than it was two years ago. Right. Like, it's it's just, it's different. I, I mean, look at look at what Georgia is right now. Mm. Look at what Florida is right now. I mean, you, you, you look at what Tennessee is right now. Um, and I feel like, you know, Muschamp – inherited the program in a better spot a little bit than what Shane did. Mm -hmm. uh, but just to look at that alone and say, they're the same, that's it, case closed, story's over, that's uh, – now that ain't it. And some numbers to back up what you're saying, Jake. <clears throat> Our good friend Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports, uh, mentioned this. Muschamp was 1-6 against ranked teams his first two seasons and was outscored by Clemson 90-17. to Shane Beamer has three yeah. wins against top 25 and has beaten Clemson in his first I mean, yeah, season. I mean, you, you just, this one of the situations you just got to touch grass, man. I mean, look, look right now. <laughs> look, look, look right now and then look back then in the same time. And you tell me which one's better. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to all be great. doesn't mean it's all going to be fantastic and work out just perfectly. But right now, I would much rather take where South Carolina is with Shane Beamer heading into 2023 than where South Carolina was after year two with Will Muschamp. Jake, let's move a different direction. We'll talk uh, Tennessee football. They get hit with sanctions today. No postseason ban. 
but a slap on the wrist, dare I say, $8 million fine. And I think the scholarship stuff is a much bigger deal than, than the casual college ball fan probably gives it credit for. Just talk about that. How do you feel the NCAA handled the Tennessee situation? How many, how many scholarships was it? Because I saw the money. I didn't see how many scholarships it was. Let me look it up it. real quick. Um, let's see. You never want to lose scholarships, but, yeah. you know, it, it's a lot different between losing two and losing five. Let's see. We'll pull it up here. 200, more than 200 individual infractions. My goodness. I mean, it was a mess. They cheated, and here we go. Okay. $8 million fine, five years probation, reduction of 28 scholarships over the terms of the probation, including at least two each year. Tennessee previously self-imposed 16 from the previous two seasons. Reduction of 36 official visits during that time. Reduction of 40 weeks of unofficial visits, a ban on recruiting communications totaling 28 weeks, reductions in evaluations days by 120. Uh, yeah, so a lot of reductions in recruiting. So, I mean, I, th there's things in recruiting, obviously not going to completely derail the program, but I guess that's what I'm more so asked. Like, what do you think this means for the future of Tennessee football, if anything? Well, first off, the money thing. I think you got to balance out them getting fined $8 million with how much money they saved being able to fire Jeremy Pruitt with calls. <laughs> money, when it comes down to Tennessee's got money. They have a Navy that lines up before the game, right by the water, by the stadium. I'm not worried about money uh, with Tennessee. When it comes to scholarships, so do the math on that. 28 scholarships over a five-year probation term. I'm not a math magician, but that if you did it evenly, that's what, like five and a half a year? Mm. That's, that, when, when it's an arms race to build depth, that's, that, that hurts. You know, it's it's different if you're – and there's ways to, like, kind of cheat it to where you can, hey, maybe we have a – We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kicker and a, and a punter, you know, to save a scholarship. Maybe we have a backup tight end, be the long snapper and have a kicker and a punter. Save two scholarships and you're losing three and a half a year. But when you're trying to compete against Globo Gym over there in Athens and what we know in the rest of the SEC, you don't know who's going to be up and who's down over the next five years. You want to have every bullet in the chamber. 
So the scholarship reduction does hurt. I'm not going to act like it doesn't. You can mitigate it a little bit. But at the end of the day, Tennessee did fire their coach, right? There has been repercussions. And let's be honest, with the NCAA, who's scared of the NCAA anymore? Like, I, half a, part of me wants to tell Tennessee to do what Penny Hardaway did. Just like, no, no, we're not, we're not going to do it. Here, we'll give you $8 million, but we're going to keep the scholarship. So, yeah, I mean, that, that number, um, that, that's a pretty high number. We've seen what that's done. Uh, to, to programs. You look at what it did to USC. You look at what it did to Alabama. Now, that was on a little bit of a different scale because they were dealing with probation. USC was more on the scholarship side, but that's going to make it harder for what Hypel and them want to do. And when you run a system offensively that's predicated on wearing the other team down and you go three and out a couple times in a row, if you don't have enough scholarships on defense to be able to throw guys out there, it could, it could create problems. Jake, I've got the Auburn Tigers going 6-6, six and 2-6 six, and six in SEC play this year with one of those losses being at Vanderbilt. Tell me why I'm an idiot. Well, no, I mean, 6-6, six and six, I think so. Uh, losses here, I'll, I'll give you the losses, too. We'll post this graphic later today, by the way. I, I messed it up this morning, so we're getting it out after the show, actually. Losses to Georgia, at LSU, Ole Miss, at Vandy, at Arkansas, and Alabama. I mean, outside of Vandy, I mean, I don't think that's crazy. I think we – do we get Ole Miss at home this year? Ole Miss is a home game. That was one that – I've actually yeah. got Ole Miss at 6-6 six and six as well, believe it or not. Yeah, um, look, I don't think Auburn going 6-6 six and six is crazy. I think it's more around 7-5. and five. Uh, I think the ceiling would be 9-3. and three. I think it's going to balance out somewhere between 7-5 and five and 8-4 and four, just because they what they've done the transfer portal on the offensive line. Uh, I think it's been big. What, why did they lose to Vandy, though, uh, Chris? <sighs> Listen, man. Clark Lee, you heard that name, Clark Lee? Yeah, he's doing some big things in Nashville. Hey, Swan, Swan, one of the most underrated quarterbacks I think in the league. College football is a weird game, man. I think Vandy's going to get somebody. I think they're going to get somebody. I think it's Auburn. I do. I think Auburn, a sleepy noon game in Nashville. Nobody's really there. Maybe, maybe looking ahead to the road trip to Arkansas. Listen, admittedly, when I did the SEC picks. You got to pick some chaos, Jake. You, you got to. That's what I it think is, he did. It's that's not going to go. Did. It's not going to go chalk. It's not going to go chalk. Around. I think so he admittedly, around. admittedly, does Vandy have a top to bottom better roster than Auburn? No. no. Did they have? Did they have a better roster than Kentucky last year? Did they have a better roster than Florida? I, better I, than Kentucky? No, no, no. I thought you were asking, do they have one like this year? I didn't really. I didn't realize you were referencing last year. No, look, you can sneak up and beat teams, but understand. The word's out on Vandy now. Like last year, Clark Lee could sneak up on people. And I know it's Vandy, but after beating Florida and doing what they did in the SEC, they're not hiding from anybody anymore. And you've got a team in Hugh Freeze in year one that knows they can't afford to have a down game against anybody. The roster's much improved. I'll give him that. I think what he's done through the transfer portal uh, and, and bringing in guys in important spots is going to help. But I don't think Vandy's sneaking up on anybody. Um, I do think they get somebody. I love them minus 18 and a half against Hawaii uh, week, week one. I think that's going to be the ass beating of a lifetime. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think so, man. I think Auburn's just, just better than they are up front. I do question the pass rush. I love the Swan kid. Uh, I think he's got a bright future. I'm glad he stuck around for Clark Lee. But it's just up front. I, I don't think Vandy has the cats uh, to be able to, to go against an Auburn team that's going to need that win. That by, by your prognostication, by most people's, and, and I agree with it, it's going to be fighting for bowl eligibility. Uh, I don't think Vandy's sneaking up on anybody, and I don't think anybody's taking them lightly outside of, you know, maybe Georgia or somebody like that who just, at the end of the day, it's science. But, uh, no, I, I, uh, 
I don't know, man. I almost felt like this was because I said South Carolina, you know, was going to go five and seven last year. It felt a little personal. Uh, I mean, and here I'll say this, Jake, all your points are valid. And what I was not going to do today, this conversation is sit here and, and list off a hundred football reasons why Vandy is going to beat Auburn. I mean, I'll just straight up tell you, man, when I, when I was sitting there, I sit down with the full helmet schedule from FBS schedules, by the way, the way, you know, you're a college football sicko is like, when I see a helmet schedule on FBS schedules, it oh, just – it brings joy to me. I, I just yeah, – it, it, it really does. It, it, it makes Christmas. me happy. Warm and fuzzy, yeah. yeah. So I sit down with the full helmet schedule, and I just – or I go through and I go off gut, and I'm like, hmm, this game, you know, whatever. So, admittedly, you know, I mean, I've got Mississippi State beating LSU, Jake. How do you think their fans are going to be? But I've got them going 11-1. Well, and I mean, Mississippi State's done that. I mean, I've watched Mississippi State do that right. for the last three years. That one – I think Will Rogers is one of the most underrated players in college football. But here's what happened, Chris. Put that out. I said, hey, I'm coming on Spurs Up show. I'm sure we're going to talk about uh, Chris's prediction of Vandy beating Auburn. And then all of a sudden, I got – and look, I got tons of respect for South Carolina. I, I loved playing at there when we went there. It's an incredible atmosphere. Columbia is a beautiful city. I think Shane is the right guy, and, and I like South Carolina. I'm, I root for him against Clemson. But I'm sitting here and having South Carolina fans talk about – oh, well, Auburn's tied with Vandy with their overall record, which, I mean, look at the last 50 years, dog. I mean, let's – but I'm not going to sit here. And it, I said, all right, well, South Carolina's tied with Vandy for SEC championships. And so and so now – and so now I'm in this fist fight with random South Carolina people on Twitter, and uh, it, just, it just snowballed into chaos. But, look, anything can happen in college football – Right, especially in college sports. We see crazy stuff happen in the NFL, but it's tighter in the NFL from the top to the bottom. Um, but no, man, I uh, I don't know. I hope not. Now, would I, would I be just floored if that happened or super shocked? No, but I don't, I don't see that one. I don't see that one. Well, here's what I'm hoping, Jake. I'm hoping that South Carolina isn't the team that Vandy sneaks up on. Because you might recall, the last time at Willie B, South Carolina should have lost. And last year, people forget, that was only an 11-point game. And I just feel like, Jake, anytime you've beaten somebody 14 times in a row, like, it's like, when's it coming? Like, is yeah, this, yeah. The, well, well, is this too, the year, right? When You know, when does it happen? Too, so. And the scariest thing about Vanny is they got nothing to lose. Right. Like, that's the thing. What people in Nashville, they're not, oh, man, Vandy's four and seven. <laughs> Damn. I hate my life. Yeah. There may be, like, four. It's like, it's like on Arrested Development. When Tobias PMK is talking about being scared, to, he's a never nude. He won't get naked in the shower. He's like, there's dozens of us. Dozens. But that's what scares you because Vanderbilt's got nothing to lose. We got everything to lose. You can't lose to Vandy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, this isn't baseball. This isn't basketball. This isn't uh, gymnastics. I don't know if Vandy's got a gymnastics team. But at the end of the day, they got nothing to lose, man. That's scary. It's like the bourbon bowl. You can't hold anything back. <laughs> Jake, which of my predictions is a hotter take? Auburn will lose to Vanderbilt or Alabama will go nine and three. No, nah, I think Auburn losing to Vanderbilt, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now, uh, I, I think there's a, a decent chance, especially if Texas goes in there week two and wins, that Alabama ends up nine and three. Alabama is as shaky as not to term. You know, I, I talked about vulnerability. I talked about them. I, I'm not used to them losing symbiotic positions at, at the same time because Nick Saban's the best roster management guy, one of the best that there's ever been. That's one of the reasons why it works. Uh, because how, when's the last time Alabama replaced a quarterback and a left tackle in the same year? Like, it's stuff like that. Now, we know Alabama's personnel. They recruit, they recruit at one of the highest levels 
ever of all time. We know they're good players, but losing a quarterback and a left tackle in the same year, you don't see that a lot of them. And you know, I, I look at it, Jake, it's funny. I, I First time ever going to SEC Media Days, it might be my last because Nick Saban might get my credentials revoked if he ever catches wind of that 9-3 and three prediction. I don't know. I'm bringing the rat poison to Nashville. I'm, I'm bringing the rat poison to Nashville. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, speaking of SEC Media Days, as we sit just a couple of days away, and Jake obviously cannot wait to meet you and the boys and have a good time in Nashville. You mentioned Georgia and Kirby Smart. You know, Kirby's going to want to talk about all things football on field, but you know as well as I do, that is going to be the furthest thing from the conversation. The entire media is going to want to poke and prod and bring up are there culture issues at Georgia. What are you expecting from Kirby? How do you expect him to handle that at SEC Media Days? Well, like, like he's going to plead the fifth. I mean, he's going to say, like, you know, I'm not here to talk about it. I plead the fifth, too. But, like, this is the culture thing at Georgia. Hmm. Okay, if their culture was so bad – how are they winning so damn much? <laughs> like, like you do realize that like culture in the locker room and on the practice field and during the games is different than what you do when you leave, mm -hmm. right? I, some of the guys that have gotten in trouble are out of the program. I don't hold USC accountable for OJ Simpson. You know what I'm saying? Now, some of them are on there, and I get that. A lot mm -hmm. of people have problems. Georgia's had most of the next, but their culture is pretty good. Their leadership's Pretty good. Now, you've had guys that have made mistakes. I get that. But especially with, with the university sending that letter to the AJC and it's starting to get into legal limbo, Kirby's not going to say anything. They'll ask him about it. They'll ask other coaches about it. But if we're going to talk about just football culture, about my team going out and being prepared and better than your team, that it's not just about bringing in great players. It's bringing in great players that can be leaders. Now, sometimes they make they speed. Right? You know, look at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, got a culture problem? Yeah, they've had one in the locker room because they can't win on the coaching staff. But I'm watching Georgia go out here and beat people like they stole something from them. So when it comes to culture, I think sometimes people really don't understand that it's a lot different in the locker room and on the practice field and when the team's together than it is when some guy's driving home. Jake, sticking with SEC Media Days, before we get into specifically South Carolina, top storylines, things you're most excited to find out, coaches to hear from, players to hear from. Uh, what stands out to you as we approach SEC Media Days? Um, you know, one of the one of the big storylines, I think, is how wide, wide open the SEC West is this year. You know, you, you look what Alabama's having to replace. LSU won it last year. Didn't dominate it, but won it. You either win it or you don't. Uh, I think they're going to be the favorite coming out of media days with Jaden returning and that young offensive line getting better. And I, I love Malik neighbors out wide. I think he is such a good player. He ended up being their security blanket on third down with K when Keishon Butte went all Antonio Brown on us. Um, but I, I think that's one of the big storylines. Uh, I think another one is between Tennessee and South Carolina. You know, they went about it different ways. South Carolina really came on at the end of the year. Tennessee had one of their best years in a while. They upgraded, right? They moved from a duplex into a nice four-bedroom in the suburbs, good neighborhood, good schools. Now, who's going to the mansion, right? Who can prove that it wasn't just one year of having success? Who wants to say, oh, man, now I got an estate with a pool and a gate? You know, who's going to take that next step? Is it going to be South Carolina uh, or is it going to be Tennessee? And then I think you look at, uh, obviously, the quarterback situation in the league right now, kind of the opposite of what we're seeing in the Pac-12. Not a lot of returning guys, and some of them we're not hearing a ton about. You know, I hear a lot about, hey, Alabama's going to have a new guy, Carson Beck. 
new new first time being the guy joe milton big question mark at tennessee which spencer rattler we're gonna see we're gonna see early in the year spencer rattler we're gonna see late in the year spencer rattler but nobody's talking about kj jefferson like nobody under in with dan enos now as the oc that how much that offense is going to change nobody's talking about will rogers right nobody's talking about all 11 of the starting quarterbacks that Ole miss has so i think those are three storylines to look at um and then also florida and billy napier you know, I, I had a monologue led the show with a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Florida needs to be patient with them. I, I don't I don't think going back to, to just bringing in great players, yeah, you got to bring in great players. My goldfish will tell you that. But you got to bring in the right type of great player, especially when you have to build it from the ground up. Dan Mullen didn't go off to the NFL because it was so great at Florida. He didn't get scooped up by somebody else because everything was going so great at Florida. They didn't have a ton of depth. They had some good players on the surface, but not a ton of depth. And the culture, speaking of culture, was awful. And you look at their 2023 schedule, brutal. 2024 schedule, it's like getting blindfolded, beat like a pinata. And everybody <laughs> talks about Anthony Richardson. Oh, you had the number four draft pick. Anthony Richardson was a work in progress. They drafted Anthony Richardson off potential. Now, you shouldn't have lost to Vanderbilt. I agree with that. But you beat Utah. There were some highlights there. So how patient, and I think Scott Strickland will be, how patient is Florida going to be with Billy Napier? Because I remember when they wanted to fire Dabo. In Clemson, and then all of a sudden, you know, Dabo, he's, he's the prodigal son now because you were patient. Patients aren't just for doctors. And I know fans, they're bloodthirsty. Florida fans are looking at Georgia, and they want Hulk hands. They're sick of getting the rawhide wallet. They look at what Tennessee did. They look at South Carolina on the come up. Hell, Vandy's now got some expectations. Not a lot, but some. So I get it. Fans are always going to be bloodthirsty. That's why fans short for fanatical, but I'm very interested to see how Billy does in year two. Jake, I've been asking different people about SEC media days all week, and I'm just, I'm really surprised that Hugh Freeze taking the podium is not more of a storyline. Nobody has mentioned that. I, why, why do you think yeah, that nobody is? Nobody talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody's <laughs> talking about it. Um, I'm well, very, I am personally intrigued to hear from Hugh Freeze. Yeah, here's what Hugh's going to do. You, first off, and it's kind of like Oklahoma a little bit this year. Um, Auburn doesn't get to be the underdog a lot. Like, we're, we, we, we don't get to play that role a lot or being sneaky. And, you know, we've seen what some Auburn coaches have done in their first year. I mean, look at Gus Malzahn, took the team to the National Championship game. Um, you know, you look at what Chizik was able to do. Uh, it, I think he wants to go in there, hey, listen, this isn't about me. This is about us, us building. You're going to hear the word family a lot. You know, he's going to be very humble. They're going to ask him about second chance and how does it feel to be here at SEC Media Days now? You're born again, whatever, whatever. And he'll answer that. He'll, you know, talk about his relation, his faith. He'll talk about, you know, how thankful he is and how much he loves Auburn. But you don't want to give any team bulletin board material. He wants Auburn to slide under the radar. Hey, nobody's expecting that much. I'm not okay and you're not okay, but that's okay. And that's how you, you sneak up on people and bite them. So I don't expect you to come out and say anything. Um, the question, Jeff, I think Hugh's going to be the boring guy. Uh, I, I think that's what he wants to be. Because, again, and there's a common misconception. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Should not to be too long-winded. With bulletin board material. Bulletin board material, when you give another team that, has nothing, nothing to do with what happens during the game. Because after the first snap, all that other stuff doesn't matter. You're playing the game. It's the preparation. Hmm. Teams prepare harder when there's bulletin board material. Teams are more focused to play you. It's about prep. That's what bulletin board material does. And I don't think you're going to get any from Hugh Freeze. Do you think he'll be asked about Yahtzee and the Yahtzee tweets if he knows how to actually play Yahtzee? Probably. Hell, I don't know how to play Yahtzee. I don't either. Um, you know, I don't we, either. We, we were, we were Candyland in trouble when I was going, uh, growing up. Um, shoots and ladders. Big shoots yeah, and ladders. Yeah, that's guys. exactly right, man. That's a connect four. Congrats. I win. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they'll probably ask him something. There's a lot of crazy yeah. questions. I'm just wondering what Brian Kelly's going to say. That's what I want. That's who my him or drink wits. One of them is going to say something. What is Brian Kelly going to say about Bama? That's what I'm waiting on. So moving this conversation, Jake, to the South Carolina-specific side of things, when you look at Shane Beamer, obviously he's bringing along with him Spencer Rattler, which very excited to hear from him. Uh, Tonka Hemingway on the defensive side, Kai Kroger, which I think is awesome because it keeps to or continues to reinforce the Beamer ball brand, if you will, and what they're doing with special teams. I know it's talking season. I know you have to take everything they say with a grain of salt because nobody's going to step up to the podium and say, yeah, we're probably not going to be very good this year. Nobody's going to do that. But is there anything you would like to hear from Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, the group he's bringing, anything you'd like to learn, uh, just anything in particular that you're looking forward to potentially hearing from Shane Beamer and company? Um, you know, I think Shane just needs to be Shane. I mean, he's so good in front of a microphone, you know, he because I think he – I, I think Shane's part of that new wave that, you know, obviously they embrace social media. They understand comedy is important, having personality. That's kind of that younger coach wave that we're seeing move in because, again, it changed. You know, human beings evolve as, as we go on, uh, and, and so does society. Uh, but I think Shane is, is one of the few coaches that actually really says, you know, what, what he's feeling to a certain extent. Now, he's not going to go to any extremes. He's not going to say anything crazy. But, but, but I think there's a lot of um, – genuineness if that's a word to Shane Beamer and I, and I think that really shines through I, I think that helps him in recruiting I think it helps him build trust uh with not only the players on his roster but but the fans and the players that he wants on his roster in recruiting um as far as Spencer Rattler you know I'd like to know preparation wise is there anything going into this year that that you know not that you took from the end of last year because that's in season but maybe that's different than the way you went into last year that maybe you've changed a little bit? Like, like is there anything that, that you've tweaked? Is there a way you're going about things? Are, are there certain things that you're focusing on going into this season that you think is going to be more, you know, potentially valuable to you earlier in the year? Obviously, he's going to be more comfortable, uh, uh, you know, going, you know, playing against the teams he's going to play against. Yeah, it's the new OC, uh, but you have plenty of time to get used to the offense. A lot of it's just terminology. You may have some structural changes. You will schematically, it will be a little bit different. Uh, but but kind of how he's changing uh, his preparation process. And then, you know, first off, Tonka, Tonka Hemingway is such a great name. you got to be good, right? <laughs> I say this in baseball all the time. If you name your kid like a cool name, Chipper Jones is always going to be good. Yeah, like, He's always going to be good. 
Like uh, Tonka Hemingway, I just believe, man. I hear that name, I believe. Ellie De La Cruz, yeah, give me that guy. I could be blindfolded and never have seen him before and be like, yeah, I'll take him. Jake, last thing before we get you out of here. Alabama's been picked to win the SEC at SEC Media Days in seven straight seasons. The last team to be picked to win the conference other than Bama was Auburn in 2015. And that season, Bama was still picked to win the SEC West. Auburn was picked to win the SEC. Does the media pick LSU to win the SEC West this season? Yeah, they're going to pick LSU in Georgia, um, which is exactly what Nick Saban wants. <clears throat> Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. You said that you're, you're going to bring the, the rat poison up saying Alabama's going to go nine and three. Hell, you and Saban may be best friends for the end of it. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they'll, they'll pick LSU. And look, I get it. I totally get it. Now, we know the schedule. Nobody has an easy schedule. Uh, yeah. I think you have light schedules and you have heavy schedules, but nobody has an easy schedule. Uh, Carson Beck, I think, is going to be fine. I'll tell you what, and, and I'm not saying this, you know, because I'm, I'm an Auburn fan. His first road game is in Jordan-Hare. And Georgia's better than all. Nobody's questioning that. That's that's going to be a big test. That's going to be a big test for him. Not that he's going to have to do too much, but it's just it, it's going to be a lot to ask. So uh, I think you're going to get LSU's slight favorite in the West because of some you know questionable position groupings at Alabama going into this year. Uh, a lot of unknowns. Not that there's not talent, but a lot of unknowns. And then Georgia mixture of their schedule with what they are up front. I think that's what you're going to get. Jake Crane of Crane and Company does a fantastic job. Jake, keep up the good work. Cannot wait to link up with you at SEC Media Days, my friend. Going to be one hell of a time. You too, man. I'm really excited and uh, always fun to come up here and chop it up with you. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. Great stuff. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.